Hey everyone, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is Joseph and this is the Sold Out for Jesus podcast. So today I am going to be talking about prevailing prayer. Yeah, I'm going to be talking about how to pray effectively, how to pray to change situations. You know, a lot of times, um, even as Christians, we go through situations that seem very difficult, you know. You may be facing difficulties in your place of work. Um, there may be um, a difficult boss or a difficult colleague who is making life so difficult for you at work. Um, at school, there may be a professor who is making things so hard. There may be a course that seems so challenging that is nearly impossible to come through. You know, in your family, there may be someone who just makes the home feel like hell for you. Like, you may feel like your marriage is about, cr- is about to crumble. And, you know, just so many difficult situations. Maybe your child is sick, a loved one is sick, um, financial difficulties, and so many things that you're certain that this is not God's will for you. Uh, but then again, you're still struggling in those situations. Um, what can we do? Is there a way to pray to come true, to come out of the situations? And how do we pray and expect to see results? Rather, how do we pray and receive results in the place of prayer? Yeah, so if you can, at this point, I would say maybe make some notes. Like, just make some key points on what I'm going to talk about. Because I want you to actually do the practical of this, like actually going and utilize these things that I'm going to be sharing from the word and see if they actually bring results. 100% sure that they would bring results, but I want everyone to be able to testify based off their own, you know, results. First of all, I'm going to be reading from the book of James, right? I'm going to be reading from the book of James chapter 5 from verse 16, read from verse 16 to 18. It says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth its fruits. So the verse is saying the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. You know, the, Bible, the Amplified Version says the heartfelt prayer of a righteous man avails much. That means it produces results, it's effective, it's actually dynamic and it's working, right? So there's a few things we have to take note of now. First of all, who is a righteous man? Well, the Bible says, he who knew no sin became sin for us that we may become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So, in essence, we have become the righteousness of God because we have received the nature of God. We are as righteous as God because Christ has given us his righteousness, right? So, regardless of whatever your situation may be, like you may say, oh, I committed a sin yesterday, or I committed a sin some seconds ago. Well, you need to understand that being a sinner, you know, is subject to um, is subject to a nature and not an action. So the fact that someone did something that was right does not make them a righteous person. A righteous person is someone that has the life of God. A sinner is someone that does not have the life of God in their spirit. And that's the difference. Everyone is born a sinner, right? And there may be people that may say, oh, I've not committed any sin, legally speaking, um, based on what the word describes as sin. 
But if you've not received the life of God inside of you, God still sees you as a sinner because of Adam's sin. And even if you are a Christian and you've made a mistake, maybe you've fallen into sin, it does not make you a sinner. It just makes you someone who has not fully understood or fully taken hold of God's grace and someone who is learning and growing in righteousness, right? There's there's room for growth in righteousness. This is the effective working out of righteousness. But legally speaking, so to say, you are righteous and you are the righteousness of God, right? So the Bible says the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now we know that we are the righteous ones. We are righteous, right? How do we make a prayer that avails much? The Bible says Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. So he had like feelings. He was subject to the same things that we are subject to, the same emotions that we are subject to, right? It says, he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Okay, so now we see Elijah being used as a prototype of the righteous man that prayed and availed much. Okay, so we have to go back to the story of Elijah praying and actually getting results. Yeah, for us to understand a pattern for which we can pray and receive results. Remember, he's talking about the prayer of a righteous man availing much. Let's open to the book of First Kings chapter 17. And I'll just read a little bit. I wouldn't read the whole thing. Um, it says from verse, I'll read from verse 1. It says, now Elijah, this is the first mention of Elijah in the Bible. It says, now Elijah the Tishbite was a prophet from the settlers of Gilead. I serve the Lord, the God of Israel, Elijah said to Ahab. As surely as the Lord lives, no rain or dew will fall during the next few years unless I command it. So this is Elijah. The first mention of Elijah, he's telling Ahab that no rain or dew will fall during the next few years unless he commands it. Like, imagine the gods. Who is this guy? The Bible just says Elijah the Tishbite. We do not know where he's from. We do not know what he's been doing. But he just comes out and says... To the king of Israel, as surely as the Lord lives, no rain or dew will fall during the next few years unless I command it. What a guy. Imagine the confidence he must have had, you know, to say such a thing, you know. And that's why the Bible says those who know their God will do exploits. They will be strong and they will do exploits. This is Elijah for you. He must have had a relationship with God. I mean, evidently, for him to be certain that when God lay something in his heart and he says it so it is so okay we, the bible doesn't show us much of a pattern to how he did this it just says it just shows us that he declared to the king right and it did not rain for years and then after a while ahab was looking for him and he was he was being he was wanted essentially in the whole of israel but elijah went somewhere god kept him somewhere right and then he came back and embarrassed the prophets of Baal. When he told them, essentially, like, they need to light up the altar with um, fire from their gods. And none of them were able to do it. And he did it despite putting water on the wood. You know, fire came down from heaven mightily and consumed it. All right. So let's go back to First Kings 18. Towards the end, let's go to verse 41. Now the Bible says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Now go eat and drink because a heavy rain is coming so king ahab went to eat and drink 
At the same time, Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel, where he bent down to the ground with his head between his knees. Then Elijah said to his servant, Go and look toward the sea. The servant went and looked. He said, I see nothing. Elijah told him again, Look. And this happened seven times. The seventh time the servant said, I see a small cloud the size of a human fist coming from the sea. Elijah told the servant, Go to Ahab and tell him to get his chariot ready and go home. Otherwise, the rain will stop him. Now, just pause there now. And I just want us to quickly break down these verses and see what Elijah is doing. Right? Because now the Bible is showing us a pattern. So we just need to look closely to recognize it. So Elijah made a decree. He said something. He said a heavy rain is coming. And he, after proclaiming a decree, after saying that a heavy rain is coming, so the word of the Lord had comfort from his spirit. You know, a lot of times we know that God is saying something to us. We know that deep down in our spirit, we know that the situation is meant to be different. We have seen it. You may have seen visions. You may have seen it through various revelations of the Holy Spirit that a situation is meant to change, but yet nothing is happening. Or you may even have received a prophecy that something should happen. In the realm of the spirit, you may be a billionaire, but nothing is happening physically. You know, you are still in a dire situation. You know, the word has come, it has been proclaimed, yet your situation does not look like it. What do you do? You know, so Elijah, after he made his declaration, Elijah noticed he didn't go back to sleep. He went and did something. The Bible says he climbed to the top of Mount Carmel. What does this mean? He went to the mountain. He went deep into the presence of God. This is the pattern. So once that word comes, once you know that there's that assurance that this situation does not align with God's spirit, right? You know, like you need you need to change the situation. You need money. You need a situational change for your um, relationship, whatever the case may be. Now, after, I'm pray, after making the proclamations from God's word, search through the scriptures, find scriptures that align with that situation that you're dealing with and declare those scriptures. You know, be it a health issue, be it financial issue, go and look for scriptures that align with what you're looking for and declare those scriptures. After that, do not go to bed. Go to Mount Carmel. Go into the presence of God. What do I mean by going to the presence of God? I mean, well, you, we all dwell in the presence of God. But when I when I phrase it that way, what I'm saying is go deep in a place of prayer. You know, go into fellowship with God. Worship Him and reverence Him and pray effectively. Now, how do you do it? The Bible says He bent, He bent, He bent down to the ground with His head in between His knees. This is talking about prayer from his heart. Now, praying from your heart in essence means you are praying genuinely with your whole spirit focused on God. This is not a prayer that you you pray two minutes and then you check time to see how long you've been praying. Um, this is not a prayer that you pray and then in between you go and, you know, have a snack or you go and greet somebody, have a little conversation and come back. No, this is genuine focused prayer you are intentional this is now you focusing on just heaven and focusing on only what god is saying to you this is the kind of prayer that you need to pray to you know change situations we need to understand that focus in the realm of the spirit is very very important for 
actually prevailing over various situations, especially situations that seem very difficult. And this is why in this is why um, in some cases fasting comes in because the essence of fasting is that it helps us to focus in our spirit on God. It helps us to move away from worldly distractions and things of the flesh and focus fully in on, our, on our spirits and things of God. So if you can add a fast, add a fast while praying effectively. Spend time to pray. I'm not talking about praying for 5-10 minutes. It's not, it's not so much about the time but the effectiveness. But the longer the period of the effectiveness, the more the chances that you'd be able to break through. You know, because this kind of prayer now, you need to get to a certain realm in your spirit and getting that focus in your spirit takes time. It takes time to tune your spirit fully to make changes in the realm of the spirit. And that's why time is, time is um, of essence as well. So take that time, pray. Um, and while praying, look at what Elijah was doing. He said to his servant, go and look toward the sea. The servant went and looked and said, I see nothing. Notice how Elijah did not go directly to look towards the sea, but he sent a servant. What was he doing? He was trying to preserve his faith. He knew that he had gone to the sea and saw nothing. There's, there's, there's a chance that maybe he would have started to doubt. And this happened seven times. And then the seventh time, something happened. But how, how does this apply to us in our own world today or in, our, in your own situation? Now we're talking about prevailing prayer and changing difficult circumstances. If you are going through a situation, what the Bible is trying to tell, tell you is that do not focus on things that affirm that difficult situation. Keep looking. Watch and pray. But you're not watching for difficulties. You're watching for a sign of change. Okay, I'll put it this way. You're looking for something in particular and look for it with a certain lens in a way that you're avoiding looking at other things. So what happens is that you begin to focus on something so deeply that every other thing becomes insignificant. Elijah kept on sending his servant and he kept on going and, you know, the rain was not coming. He was still very, very clear and he kept on going. Imagine going seven times. Elijah did not care. He just knew he had made a proclamation and God was not going to fill him. And finally, the servant said, I see a small cloud, the size of a human fist coming from the sea. What did Elijah do? He told the servant to go to Ahab and tell him to get his chariot ready and go home now. Otherwise, the rain will stop him. And you're like, wait, what? He just said he saw a small cloud. How did Elijah say the rain is going to stop Ahab on his way home? I mean, we're talking about a small cloud. Like most times when we see like clouds coming, even when we see like slightly bigger clouds, we're like, okay, it's probably it's probably not going to rain. Maybe it might, it might drizzle a little bit. But the Bible says he saw a cloud the size of a human fist. Imagine how tiny. He barely saw a cloud. He told Elijah. And Elijah held on to it. And this, is, this speaks to his faith. The, the faith he had in God. And this is what I'm saying. As soon as you see the slightest change. Look for the slightest change. It may seem insignificant. But when you're praying change the situation. Look for the slightest change. And hold on to it. In that relationship your partner does something slightly different in alignment with what you want hold on to it use that as your tiny fist of cloud and pray it through when you see that small change that seems insignificant that's where you activate your faith fully just declare that yes this is done and that's what elijah did and so it's about holding on to god's word and trust me at that point it is done so we see a pattern that elijah used and you know we see after all like 
Shortly, the whole sky was covered with dark clouds and the wind began to blow and a heavy rain began to fall, as Elijah has said. And Ahab got in his chariot and he began to go back to Jezreel. The Lord gave power to Elijah, who tightened his clothes around him and ran ahead of King Ahab all the way to Jezreel. Now you see how powerful this story is. This is a story of prayer and how to pray effectively. Elijah has showed us a pattern of how to receive results in the place of prayer. So I want us to go into our closet and, you know, whatever situation it is, just write down the situation, right? And then write down verses that address that situation. If you can't find verses that address the situation, or you're not sure if the verse, if the situation aligns with God's will for you, you can you can send me an um send me a DM, send me an email, and we'll talk about it. And we'll look through the scriptures together and see what the Bible says about whatever situation it is. But go into your closet and spend time with the Word. Make proclamations about the situation and go into the place of prayer. And let's see, let's see. This word that we're reading, does it work? 100% it does. And I'm 100% sure that if you do this according to the pattern, no two ways about it, you're going to come back with a testimony. Okay, so that is the podcast for today. I hope you are blessed. And till we meet again, have a wonderful week. I love you guys and God bless you.